Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Fan All in Football Fantasy Premier League podcast show. I am your host, the FPL guru, Alex Rex, self-proclaimed, of course. And joining me today on his lonesome recovering from being very poorly this week is Scott Williams. How are you feeling, Scotty? Much better this week. Thanks, mate. Yeah, glad to be back. You can tell how poorly you've been because you're not playing football tonight, and that says a lot about how unwell you've been this week. I know, I, I just really want to play tonight as well, but realise that I'm too old for that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and, and, and also, uh, Scott admitted to me in our, in our warm-up for this that he's not even thought about fantasy football for this week. So he is with quite a lot of you, I'm sure, in terms of wanting to listen to this podcast, taking a bit of content and think about what to do for the last three game weeks of the season. Because, uh, very importantly... Um, Game week 36 is upon us. 16 fixtures, the biggest game week of the season. It is the big one in a lot of ways. This week, if you... The upside, if you get like a bench boost right this week, for an example, if you get lucky and your bench delivers, you can have 30 players play this week and you normally only get 11. Like, that is... You can have three times nearly... The amount of games go into this. If you're lucky, you could come out of the other side of this with an incredible result. If you're unlucky, like I think all of us were last season with our bench boosts, I bench boosted for one point last year for Patrick Bamford, who got one point. It can literally go one way or the other. Um, So big game week, this one. Well worth getting the, the right players in. And, uh, and we're going to try and help you guys this week by telling you who to invest in for the last three game weeks of the season. Uh, and especially, obviously, this up and coming game at Gaming 36. So don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, share it around, usual stuff. And also follow us on social media, on Football Pod, on Football P, Twitter, Instagram. And I haven't been on TikTok for ages, so I might do one this week, just for the laugh. Um, so... All in Football Podcast League. Let's start by um, talking about that, shall we? Because we need to cover our Manager of the Week. And our Manager of the Week is uh, too busy working to uh, be bothered with us, Scott, this week. I, don't know. I think he's just maybe a bit ashamed at how much he's moaned the last few weeks. And then he's oh, fine. Wow. And then he's honestly, he's moaned and moaned and moaned and moaned. And then he's ran like God this week. And the reason he's run like God is that Kelechi swing by scoring the most pointless goal of the season. Absolutely. I mean, and Trent not playing, so Kelechi comes off his bench. Uh, And and obviously he's competing with Jeff at the top of our mates, Money League, who had um, Emerson Royale, who lost his clean sheet. I mean, stuff like that in a season, um, it it genuinely makes a big difference. That one goal has been, what, a 10 or 12-point swing? For him towards trying to win the uh, the top prize in our mates league, uh, so yeah, big big moment that one. And obviously, he got this captain right with Son, which is fair play. You know, that's if you've got Son, you've done well. Um, that's uh, that's going to be something I'm going to highlight in a bit, uh, especially over Kane. That's um, yeah, could have had both of them. In, obviously, it actually would have been the best decision. A lot of people have talked about Son or Kane. Um, wildcarding, whatever. And I understand there's budget constraints to that and that's the reason why. But the actual right decision was to have both of them on your wildcard. That was the right decision. Um, but if you had the uh, one of the one or two of them, which a lot of people did, um, if you'd have gone for Son and doubled up with Kulazewski, you'd have only been 10 points worse off than doubling up with Son and Kane. But well done, Tom. 73 points. An absolutely smashing week, has to be said. Um, a lot of people didn't didn't do that well in terms of your game week rank. You were 313,000th in the world out of 9 million people, which is pretty, uh, pretty incredible. Good green arrow to come back 36k. Um, best rank you've had since game week 28 when you've been on a, a very small up and down, but not too bad at all. Back to the league, and we've got to give credit to a brand. Well, it's a brand new manager of the month. I don't think has Jeff been our manager of the month yet. Yeah, I don't know if he has or not. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly check that. But Jeff Belcher taking manager of the month by three points. Three points from Martin Wheel, who has had an excellent month, it has to be said. And we'll touch on um, touch on Martin, uh, sounds a bit weird, in a, in a second But um, when I talk about the cup. But Martin actually knocked Jeff out of the cup this week. They were versus each other, but Martin's team scored one more goal 
than Jeff's team to knock him out. So, uh, but well done to uh, to Jeffrey and uh, Gav there in third. Tom, Tom up in fourth. Baz, got to give him credit in fifth. AD Chip, David Byrne, solid players this season, doing really well. Cully in eighth. Um, Jack Alcroft in ninth. And Bikar Michael in tenth, who uh, only logged on for the first time, I think, since game week 19 last week. So um, he did by doing absolutely nothing, along with uh, Chris Clegg, still did better. <laughs> Where are you even on this list, Scott? Oh, <laughs> I don't moan about my run bad, though. 26th out of 25. Oh, oh I, God. I, you've had a horrible month. Then. You've had, oh. you, you know what? You've had an incredible run since a horrible start, and then this last yeah. month's been dreadful. Yeah, terrible, but I, don't, I, I enjoy football. I enjoy watching football. I mean, I'm excited to do our three things we learned about fantasy football this year. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Enjoy yeah. football. This is just a game. I'm trying to install it into Tom. <laughs> he doesn't enjoy football anymore. The problem is with Thomas, he's got too, he, in his head, he's got too much on the line. And right. also, the problem is as well, we always feel this way in FPL, right? If I were, I mean, and this, this sounds like the most ridiculous statement, but if I was 150K in the world and then I ended up being 100K, I'd be buzzing. If I've been 75k and end up 100k, you end up being sad. Like Tom's been like 15k in the world this year, and now he's 36k, and he thinks that's rubbish. Whereas like you're 30 overall ranked 36,000 out of nine million people, that's absolutely amazing. Like the luck, stroke, planning, and skill you have to get to get in a a top one percent. It's just. You know, there are managers out there this week. Mark Southerns, who's like the godfather of FPL, he like created fantasy football scouts, 91K this year. Like, do you know what I mean? He, he, and he's, he, if anyone knows him about it, it's probably him. So anyway, uh, Podcast Cup. Let's have a quick chat about the Podcast Cup. Um, game week 36. We are down to the quarterfinals of the cup competition. Uh, and we have Sandy Punjam who only logged on for the first time since game week 19 last week to, uh, to wildcard. Saved it for the, saved it for the cup, did you, mate? Um, and uh, he's still got his bench boost and free hit left. So uh, if he's, his team, he's wildcarded. Um, you can tell it's a team, though, where he's definitely not played much this year, has he? Because when you have a look at game week 35, players like Jan Valerie and Johnson, yeah, Tavares, Delph. Anyway, a couple of great players in there. Um, but he is now taking on Jack Alcroft, who is the highest ranked player left in the cup competition. Uh, he is eighth in our league. Um, he's been stuck at about 250K, 200K all season. I think after game week one, he was 253K in the world. And after game week 35, he's 240K. <laughs> like, he's literally gone down 13,000 places this season. <laughs> so, uh, well, good luck, Jack, then. Um, you knocked us out, the podcast team, last week. So uh, well done there. Um, our good friend, he's got his bench boost left, by the way, as well, Jack, I think free as well. Cully Matharu is taking on uh, Bikar Michael, who did like him. Speak, I think I'll speak for everyone when we say we hope Bikar Michael takes that one down. Absolutely. But Cully is back. The hit magnet is back. Um, he has taken 76 points in hits this season now. 32 of those have come in the last eight weeks. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he's, he's just got it crazy. Um, and yeah, Michael, the car Michael saved it for the cup. Bench boost versus bench boost, probably again that week. Dan Clark against Barry Stokes, their DC manager of the month for March, still got his bench boost left. And Baz, who has only had three red arrows since game week 23 when he wildcarded, he's had green arrows, I think 10 green arrows, um, and he's only taken 12 point in hits in that time. Um, he's gone from 1.7 million to 600k. So he's on form, bench boost and free hit left. And then the battle of the non-bench boosters left. So basically all of the three fixtures above, all six of those people have got the bench boost left. But Martin Wheel is playing Oluwatobi. Oluwatobi. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Oliver Toby, and he's not. We'll get him. To... We'll get him on the pod next week. You can. Let you know if it. if he wins the cup, he's coming on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, Bick him and Bick our Michael. And they're the only guys who are not in our like other other league. I think. And they're um, if they win the cup, I'm getting them on. Um, but he uses bench boost in like game week twenty two, which was last time he logged on. Um, so I, I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I hope Baz wins it all. Uh, Barry. But in, in terms of form, 
him and Martin are right up there right now yeah. at the moment. Those 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 two. I are can't the be Martin in it. Let's have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but good luck, everybody. Good luck in the cup competition. Very exciting stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to keeping an eye out for those. So let's move on to the important topics for this week, which is having a really good look at the fixtures for the rest of the season. And let's start off by having a look at who is uh, who's doubling in game week 36, which is most people. Um, Leicester have got the best double game week, Everton and Norwich at home, which, are, which is good, a very good, strong double game week. But again, we, we don't know how much rotation they're going to be. That's the, there are concerns about that. They're playing, obviously, in the Conference League um, tonight. So we'll we'll see how see how that goes for them. Some green fixtures, single game weeks for people here. Watford, Crystal Palace away and Everton at home. Very good fixtures again for Watford. You know, an obvious Ben Foster bench boost here is is fine. You know, that's 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 the perfect second keeper to have here. Um, but again, you're not wanting to really invest heavily in Watford. Uh, West Ham single game week against Norwich, but Chelsea Wolves at home and Leeds away. One of the questions we had coming about Chelsea this week, and I don't know what your feelings are on this one, Scott. I've done a lot of talking for the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Is Chelsea rotation pre the cup final? Uh, they are playing Liverpool. Um, the, we have a very good idea about what Tuchel's strongest 11 is. Do you feel like there's going to be pretty heavy rotation for, for that Leeds game? Or do you think their position in the league makes it too precarious for them to, to take, take too many risks? Um, I don't think the position would have any much to do with it. They've got a five-point gap over Spurs, haven't they, in that in that race for Champions League. Um, I don't think it'll be heavy rotation at all because when you heavy rotate a team, you do lose that you know bit of consistency going forward. Um, I think I don't think they've got that. They haven't got that star player where you think, oh god, like if Spurs are Spurs are in a situation. Then maybe we're thinking about resting Son or Kane, probably Son, um, because they've got that star player that can make the difference in the final. But for Chelsea, I don't really think they've got that. So if someone gets injured, they've got someone pretty similar that they can just bring in anyway. They, you know, a Mason Mount gets injured, or um, someone like that can just bring like a Pulisic in, or similar sort of players. Um, so I don't think there'll be heavy, heavy, heavy rotation at all. I think like you probably get rotated and you you you, you know your Thiago Silvers, those kind of players that'll need the rest. But I think it'll be fairly standard if I'm honest. I think like someone like a Mason Mount, I don't honestly see him getting rotated. Um so I think Tuchel will, is is not scared about anyone getting injured, is my my uh on that. Yeah, I think a lot of people are quite worried, aren't they, this week about, okay, well, should I transfer out Havertz, for an example? Um, uh, because he's not really... I mean, one of the main reasons is because he's not really been performing, to be honest, because yeah. um, he hasn't in terms of points. Um, he's on the same amount of points as, as Mason Mount is, 38, and Reese James has got 23, and that's over the last um, five five weeks. Obviously, Mount Havertz and James and Alonso—they're they're the key players. They're they're the ones that are scoring most of the points at this very moment in time. Um, I don't know. It, it, a lot of people have been like, "Should I sell them?" I, I'm I, I wouldn't sell them for a hit. I don't think. I think that's probably my conclusion on that one. And don't get me wrong. If you've got 15 double game week players and your option is, do you take out like Havertz for? I would have said Foden after last night, about 120 minutes, didn't he? Um, so he might even get rested at the weekend. If you had James for Cancelo, you know, I'd say bring in Cancelo for James. You know, if you, if maybe even like Diaz, someone like that. I think one of the other questions would be, do you bring in um, a player like a Liverpool defender? Um, I, I, I'd be really hesitant on Robertson. And the only reason I say that, even though he's obviously been, you know, incredible uh, since the turn of the year. The only real reason I would say that about Robertson is that he has to be rested at some point and Simicast is now back. Yeah. He, can't, he, can't, he can't go through a Champions League final, an FA Cup final, and also these four games. There's no way he's playing all six matches and there's no way he's being rested for an FA Cup final and a Champions League final. Um, so he's not being rested for Spurs at home because that's a tough game. I'd, be, I'd fall off my chair if Robertson played in Villa away. I'm up throw it out there. That's my personal opinion. 
And um, so I wouldn't be over overly going for those guys. Someone like Joel Matip, he seems to be the guy that's been picked in the league um, to bring in for, for James. But there, again, right, all of these moves to me feel quite tepid for a hit. Whereas if, you, if you've got a free transfer, then I wouldn't shy away from it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, if for hindsight you had like Man United playing well, to be fair, they played all right the other night uh, with a nice double game week fixture, you'd 100% be looking at a Man United asset with no nothing else going on in the season. You'd be looking at maybe a Sancho, um, someone like that. But yeah, I, I agree. Like because worse, what's what happens? Worst comes to worst. Yeah, Verts doesn't play against Wolves. They've still got leads away. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's still this. There's still opportunity to pick points up. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think it's just in the league in general. There's just probably just too much rotations and too much at stake for your big boys. That you know, you Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool this season at the minute. I, I think so too, and I, I also think that like you know, Chelsea need to still finish third and top four. Really, I don't think Tuchel can afford to not do very well in well, these games. Chelsea financially can't afford to not get in the Champions League next year from God. where they are right now. Um, but, 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 I mean, they lost 3-0 to Brighton. Did they lose, did they lose 1-0 to Burnley? They lose 1-0 to Burnley, didn't they? Like, Wolves, Wolves aren't exactly... Wolves, Wolves are disgusting at the moment. They aren't good form. So they've lost, they lost 1-0 to Newcastle, 1-0 to Burnley and 3-0 to Brighton. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also got the worst double game week ever. Oh, Chelsea away at City at home. So, I'm, a, I'm sat here with Jose Star. Hating life. <laughs> Wait, well, I've, question to you. I mean, have you, have you got 15 double game week players? It's hilarious, mate. No. No. <laughs> well, because the thing is, again, you know, in terms of if you if you did, for an example, at this point, you selling Saar to get in Schmeichel would be you know, you wouldn't, you'd do that for free if that was your one transfer. I've got 13, mate. 13? Who are you two, two singles? Free, two free transfers. Who are you two singles? Well, Kilman, who's injured. Okay. So I'm not, not included them. And Che yeah. Adams. God. Um, good old Che, who's got Brentford away. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously those are the two guys coming out this week. Um, so it's just not... I'll, I'll probably, just a little segue, I'll probably be doing a minus eight this week and doing four transfers. Okay. Um, oh, well, I've not done any transfers for the last like I've not taken any minus hits for the last week or so. So mm-hmm. one of the keepers out might be what well, might be Sar. Yeah. Well, th- this is where you've got to then weigh it up because Sar's not keeping a clean sheet and he's doing those games probably. No. I mean, there's a small chance against Chelsea, but he, he's not probably in either of those games. Whereas Schmeichel might keep clean sheets. Pickford again, Leicester and Watford might keep. Couple of clean sheets. I, yeah, again for hits, I probably wouldn't bother to be honest. But still, you know, that's uh, that is um, where we're at. But yeah, so Chelsea. To answer people's questions about Chelsea, should I sell James? Should I sell Habits for free? Yeah, to upgrade it. But I would not be selling them for a hit personally. And also because they're playing Wolves at home in that first game, and Wolves at the moment are one of the worst form teams. So even you know what Reese James is like in one game. If he actually decides to live up to his statistics that he's been you know, delivering. He can he can smash it in that game. So can Havertz. And then they could get rested for Leeds. Who knows? But if they can they can still deliver points in that Wolves game. So I wouldn't I wouldn't bother for for a minus here. I think the upside's still there for the Wolves. Wolves game. Um Everton. So uh they've got Leicester and Watford. Now Everton are, are obviously a, an interesting side um at this very moment in time. They have got some Pretty good form, unfortunately, for all the Leeds fans listening, of course. Um, they've managed to beat, in their last couple of games, Chelsea, Man United, and who else was it that they played? Someone else ridiculous. Uh, they, put, oh, they, played, they played Leicester and Drew, and they lost to Liverpool. But they managed to pick up seven points from Man United, Leicester, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Those games. So, for form... They've got to be someone that we consider, especially when you're looking at the double game week, the double game weeks that they've got. If you've got no chips left, you know, you're not free hitting in game week 37. I mean, a Richarlison this week, I mean, if you'd have caught me saying that beginning of the season, well, you wouldn't. So I would never have recommended him. But Everton with Leicester away, Watford away, their away form is dire, though. 
really bad. They're like one of the worst teams in the league away from home. But Brentford and Palace at home afterwards, you've, you've got to look. You've got to look, be looking at Everton players. And the number one there is, is, is Richarlison, 35 points he's delivered in his last six appearances. Pickford helped by that 10 points, I think, last week, 25 points. And then Gordon just behind with 23. Oh, sorry, Scott. I was I was going to say out of those, I would certainly be looking at Pickford. I mean, he's this, he shouldn't have kept a clean sheet last week. It was only by his heroics, one of the best saves I've seen this. Oh, season. the one back like across this. the line was unbelievable, R- wasn't R- it? R- Amazing R- recovery. Save. Amazing. One man I would be looking at, and I've had him sort of in my draft team, is Gordon. Yeah. Four point six million. He takes every set, every set piece. He takes corners and free kicks. And do you know what? Against, who was he against? Liverpool. He looked, he looked so good against Liverpool. I was so impressed by him. And he should have had a penalty, let's be honest. Um, um, Liverpool, I'm not just saying this, if Cully's listening, one of our friends, but um, they've been very lucky this year with VAR. Um, very lucky. Um, so, yeah, I, I would look at Gordon. 4.6 million. Yeah. And, and um, Lampard trusts him. He plays every game. And also in terms of ownership, like these guys are differentials still. You know, Gordon's 3.9% owned, which Allison 7.4 and, and Pick 4.8. You know, they, they are differential players. Um, and you know, I've done a you know, spoiler alert, I've done a free hit draft for game week 37 that I'll run through uh, that we'll touch on in a bit, but all three of those guys are in it. Uh, they just have been excellent. Uh, and and it, if we look at team, this is this is the this is the only thing that worries me, right? So if we look at away only and we look at key stats in terms of uh, goals conceded, um, Everton have conceded 35 goals away from home. Only Southampton, Norwich and Leeds have conceded less and it's not been by that far. Well, uh, can, you look at Le- can you look at home at Leicester? What home home for, yeah home form for Leicester that I don't think that'll be great no no it's not it's not great as well which is one of the other key things but um, uh, they, and second their second worst in terms of goals scored are, um, uh, away from home at Everton with thirteen goals in sixteen games but yeah in terms of looking at home only in terms of goals scored Leicester have done twenty six so they're quite high up but in terms of goals conceded yeah middle of the table mm. right and okay. I think for me. They're coming up. They're going to be coming off a game tonight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that could go to extra time. It's you know, it's what is it one one on aggregate, isn't it? At the minute after the yeah. first leg, yeah, it's a level, aren't they? Yeah, so that could go like 120 minutes tonight. Um, and I think I, I've I've not got the statistics, but I'm going to say from watching Leicester after a European game, they've not looked great. Oh, and you look- come, you're yeah. coming off a team. And again, I'm just going completely against statistics right now. You're coming against an Everton team that I've just beaten Chelsea in a really scintillating performance. So I've this is the first week I've said all season where I'm like, this is where I'd probably jump on an Everton player because well, of all yeah. the things we've just said. Agreed entirely. And and the you, you caught me off guard though with the Leicester statistics because I had the I had the Watford ones as well coming up in terms of home form. Uh, Watford are the third worst attack at home. 16 goals scored, only Brighton and Norwich have scored less goals than them. And in terms of goals conceded, they have the worst defence in the league at home. 41 goals conceded. And it's by it's by seven goals from Leeds that. It's Leeds and Norwich have done 34 each. So they're by far the worst defence at home. So you are seeing one of the worst away teams, but in the best form. Everton playing a bang average home team who's just coming off the back of a European game and one of the worst home teams in the league who's probably already down. So what I would say is that I wouldn't be put off at all by going for for Everton assets this week. If I had no chips left, 100%, I'd be moving for them. Double game week this week and then also a really good double game week next week. So um, Everton touched on Richarlison, Pickford and um, Gray. That's uh, the, uh, Gray. Uh, Gordon, those are the ones I'd be going for. Gray, that's a blast from the past early of the season. Eight months ago. Gray, I know, Gray and Townsend. Remember them two were in a team with Decore? <laughs> Honestly, that's changed, isn't it? Um, Liverpool, Spurs at home, Villa away. I had a really interesting theory, actually, uh, on, on the Liverpool rotation. And um, the main main bit was about 
Robertson probably not playing all the games. Uh, Trent's had his rest. And they tend to... I would, I'd have said they'd have probably played Mane in front of Simicas on that left-hand side rather than Diaz and Simicas who haven't really played together much. So I do feel like that's how their rotation will potentially go. I feel like against Spurs, we might see um, Diaz, Jota and Salah up front and maybe get a Mane rest and then Mane play Villa. I'm, I'm not 100% on all of this sort of stuff, but it does make sense. But I, I would... Obviously, Robertson's a hold if you've got him. You're never selling him. It's not because it's not set in stone. He's not going to play both games. The man's made of different stuff, isn't he, to everybody else, it seems. But I wouldn't be bringing him in this week. Um, Also, I wouldn't be worried about Salah's rotation. Um, And I think someone like Jota is actually quite a good stab, really, this double game week, if you wanted to go for, again, someone who's a differential. Because in the League Cup final, Chelsea played... They played Chelsea. The front three they started with was Mane, Diaz and Salah. And they also played that front three in the first against Villarreal. In the biggest games, that's his front three he's going with at the moment, Klopp. I I think personally that's going to change now. I don't think Joss is going to get hooked now for Diaz. Diaz is just too... He brings too much. Like He changed that game, didn't he? Midweek when he came on for Jota. Um, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that that front three will start the cup final. Yeah, Diaz, Mane and Salah will start the cup final, which is why I think that the two games before that in the league here now, I think that Jota will play them both because I do think that Mane's played like seven games in a row before now. Don't get me wrong, Diaz has had a rest, but I feel like Mane does... Mane's going to need a break. Maybe maybe Mane plays Spurs and gets rested against Villa, but I don't I don't know if they would rest Robertson and Mane in the same game because then they're going to play Simicast with Diaz, who they've never really played together. But he did rest his whole right side against Newcastle, didn't he, with Salah and Trent? So, yeah, anyway, it was an interesting theory that I, I heard. Uh, but, yeah, that front three right now, Diaz, Mane and Salah, 100%. That's their best front three. I completely agree with you on that one, Scott. Um, but, yeah, I think Liverpool assets, you know, should have got Trent and Salah happy days. Uh, but I wouldn't be buying any more than, than that, other than maybe someone like Matip or, you know, if you've got the money for Van Dijk, then he's obviously... I mean, he's not going to get rotated, is he, really? He's so key to that defence. Um, Scott, thoughts on Man City after after last night? Have you... Uh, <laughs> what, what, what a ridiculous Champions League it is this season again. Uh, I've, I, as soon as Jack Grealish, you know, had that one off the line and then had the, you know, the, the keeper, uh, you know, touched it round for his... He had two chances in about 10 seconds. Yeah. I thought, something weird's happening here. Um there's going to be, you'd say there's going to be a hangover, but they've still got a league title to play for. Um, and if, for whatever reason, they mess up, we're going to be sat here talking about a Man City season would have won nothing, which is unbelievable to think about oh, yeah. how good they are. Um, I think, th- when's the Newcastle game? Uh, Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. I think they come up. I think they come back big on Saturday night. I think they're angry, and I think they will, there's enough time between last night and Saturday night to digest it. They've got the best manager, one of the best managers in the world, that are just sucking it up. I thought Pep's reaction was really classy after the defeat. I must yeah, say, yeah, I agree. Um, there's other managers that wouldn't have been like that. So Sunday night. Sunday night. City play by the. Sunday night Sunday night even even more I I think they come back big I think they put five or six past Newcastle Um, I think the fans will get behind them I think think that's going to be a big scoring game yeah 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 potentially well Newcastle as well they've got nothing to play for now I mean I know they're on good form but um, they have had a few injuries and I do think that City are going to yeah I think they'll come back and play strong and the the De Bruyne thing's interesting you know he, he came off I think that one of the key factors to bear in mind on that De Bruyne coming off, he came off at nil-nil. Like, mm. he didn't come off at one-nil. They didn't bring him off because they thought they'd won the game. They brought him off because he's obviously got a niggle. And he looked quite leggy in the game, I thought. Yeah. He wasn't himself. Um, so he came off because they were bringing on a better player that game. So it, it does worry me a little bit if I was free hitting. Again, you've got De Bruyne, you hold him. 
the the question is do you captain him this week that's that's where it that that's a difficult question i mean don't get me wrong i think i think if you've got salah anyway captain salah this week because he's going to play both games and i had a thought um i just think he looks looks very very good um especially at home against spurs and um away at villa but still de bruyne would be a good differential captain but i just yeah I, well, thoughts on kevin I, I mean for me it's a to don't sell don't buy <clears throat> Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Um, he, he, he may have had a niggle. It just wasn't very good at all last night. It was as poor a performance I've seen from KDB for a long, long time. Yeah. He got There was a lot of occasions where he was screwed over by just the wrong passes. People kept playing it for him to run onto. Like, just give him the brine, just give it to his feet. Um, and then he'll do those sort of passes. I think Man City's, yeah, for me, I wouldn't be bringing in Kevin De Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne but I certainly wouldn't be selling him, even if he gets rested one of them games. Again, he could, he could, you know, do a 12, 14 point haul on one of the others. So absolutely wouldn't be. I'd be really worried about Man City, as in who's going to play now. I think you, 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 you can sell those fine. You, you're going to be, you're going to be, you, he's going to play both games. Um, but your others, like you said yourself, Phil Foden played 120 minutes last night. He looked really good. Jack Grealish, I must say, looked good when he came on, um, yeah. especially for that first sort of 10 minutes or so. I think Grealish starts against Newcastle. Um, Bernardo doesn't seem to play in the league much um, as a guy who brought Bernardo in two weeks ago, stupidly. Um So I don't know if Jesus is going to be trusted now. I think he might revert back to that. Sort of someone else in that position. I think. I think. I, I was thinking today if I was just going to go random, I'm Jack Grealish was maybe someone I'd bring in. You know, you know, I'd think it, think about, and you'd never expect me to say this, would you? Uh, Sterling, mm. if I was free hitting, I, I because you know what Sterling's like. Doesn't deliver in the big games, but a flat track bully against worse teams, and he can get hat trick at home against Newcastle. He, he could. He, you know what Raheem's like. He could he could do do wolves away actually. He, he's he's that type of player. He you know when he got brought on last night and and, and uh, you know my opinion on Sterling. He was never delivering because he's he's not good enough in the big games for me personally. But against these worst teams, he is a great player <laughs> and he he can deliver good points. So if I was free hitting this week, I'd be incredibly tempted to go with Sterling. Now I know one of the drafts I've done it had. Double City defence, Cancelo and Diaz. And then I put Jesus in. But I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure on, on Jesus if I was if I was free-hitting. Um, but I, I like Sterling. I love Sterling as a pick and then captaining him. I think that could end up being... How much is Sterling? Well. 10.5. I think. Yeah, I think he's 10.5. Um What's the difference between him and Jack? Jack is like 7.5, right? Oh, Grealish is way cheaper. 7.5, yeah. 3 million cheaper. Oh, God. I've played a lot more fantasy football this year. You you know what's what's going on. What price are they? (laughs) What's their ownership go? But Sterling's Sterling's 2.5% owned by the whole game, and that's like 0.1% by the top 10k. I like like your Sterling shout if you've got the money. If you aren't, go for my shout. (laughs) Jack Grealish. (laughs) It's just that midfield. It's, It's getting the funds in that midfield when you never take him, if you've got Sally, you're never taking him out. If you've got Son, you're probably never taking him out. So it's like, where do you get that 11 point? You'd probably need to take Son out, wouldn't you? Or Kane out and free them thumbs up yes. from on top. So for me, I don't think a lot of people would do that. So for me, if they were going to go for a Man City answer, I think Greenish will play next game. And 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 it's, it's there's no logic behind it other than he looked good for five minutes when he came on yesterday. Yeah. He's got a point to prove, and he as well. Let's be honest. I mean, you know yes. what, Grealish. You know what, every City player like is when the first season under Pep, they're never never yeah. as good. It's going to be unbelievable next year. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he's going to step up right up. You know what he's like. He's a top top player, and again, yeah. in a top, with a top manager and a top team, he'll be absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, if I was free hitting this week with City, I would go with Cancelo, Diaz, and Sterling. Personally, that's what I would I would go for. Um, Back to the FDR, that's the fixture difficulty rating to everybody who doesn't know FPL um, linger. Done Liverpool, done Man City. Arsenal, again, they're not they're no buy, no sell. They've only got one clean sheet in 12 games, but Ramsdale's been absolutely been awful. 
So he's gone from being like the best keeper in the world in the first half of the season to being dreadful in the second half. Um, so again, I, I wouldn't be buying any Arsenal assets, but I wouldn't be selling any. I think one of the key things, I probably would still have Saka on a free hit. Probably. Um, I, I'd, I'd definitely have Nketiah. He's just as an enabler. He'd be sat on my bench probably for a free hit, but I'd definitely have him on, as my, my bench striker. At four, a 5.5 million, and he's, he's that sort of guy you would have. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the Saka or no Saka, the free hit. A bit un, I'm undecided. The draft I put together, add him in. Um, what do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. No one else at all springs his mind other than those ones. It's one of those things where I love like Erdegaard. I think he's a great player, uh, but he just isn't delivering on FPL. Um, and Martinelli and Smith Rowe have got a bit of they're doing the tango on the left hand side, aren't they? So like it's just a bit of a we'll we'll, we'll see. Martinelli seems to be seems to be the guy that's back in there. Um, Aston Villa, we want to discuss because they've got a double game week this week, but they've got a fantastic double game week the week after. So again, Villa assets. A lot of people will have brought them in this week because they had Norwich. So a lot of people went for Matty Cash. I did this week. I got him in my team. Very happy to have him. Uh, welcome to the party, Cash. And um, Coutinho has been a little disappointing. He got hooked early in the last mm-hmm. game against Norwich. Um, Watkins, he seems to have delivered a little bit more recently. Um, he's definitely the first choice striker. Um, I don't know what Dan Ings has done wrong to Steven Gerrard. But um, he just doesn't seem to be getting a shot at the moment. Uh, probably with Lucas Dean, I thought was going to be out for the season, and now he's back playing again. Gerard's a liar, isn't he? He's lying to the FPL community. You don't get away with that one, Stephen. You've got a bad rep now with the FPL community because you lied about Dean's fitness. Um, but I wouldn't invest in the keeper. Cash because of attacking returns. Uh, Coutinho is a nice, a nice gamble. He's in my free hit draft for thirty-seven, but I wouldn't be buying him. I've got Ramsey anyway as a backup, so that's fine. Uh, and then I like Watkins, actually, as another striker. Scott, thoughts on Villa? Yeah, just, just what you said there. Um, probably need to bring cash in myself. Um, again, not concentrating on foot fantasy. Probably should have done it last week. Um, yeah, Ramsey's certainly an enabler. He he does. He's got one big performance, like every five or six games, and I can yeah. see we're due that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come yeah. on down. To be honest. Watching watching um, Ramsey's performances, he he gets himself in positions and he gets shots on target. He's just not getting that end product at the minute. Um, so it's not like he's like playing poorly or anything from what I've seen. Um, he seems to be doing quite well. I don't know what his ex- expected goals are over sort of the last few well, game weeks. This is it. His XGI is only 0.2 less than Coutinho's. And, yeah. Yeah, and he's been playing in a deeper role. Uh, Coutinho's, you know, as you can imagine, is top for, for key passes, creating big chances. Um, but in terms of expected points, it's Watkins, it's Cash, and then Coutinho and Ramsey, you know, they're, they're less than two points. Well, they're just over two points apart expected. And they've only been two points apart in terms of actual delivery the last five weeks. I mean, six game weeks, that is, because they're blanked in 33. So Coutinho's not proving his worth over Ramsey at the moment. No. But you know he's got that explosion in him, which is why again I'd free hit him. But I wouldn't be transferring him this week personally. Um, again, he's a he's a hold, but don't buy. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I would say with him. But I think Matty Cash is is an is an ideal defender. I think you know, five point three is relatively pricey, but um, but still I think in terms of what he delivers, he's he's a he's, he's a good wing back to have. So um, Matty Cash is is a, is a great option, I think. Brighton showed a bit of form, but they've got United Leeds, they're all single game weeks. Norwich, again, if you've got Pookie and Williams, they're not the worst fixtures to be bench boosting with these players. You know what I mean? Like West Ham at home and Leicester away. I'm both... sorry, who's, who's still got Brandon Williams? Oh, have you not got him anymore? <laughs> no, even I got rid of him. And I was the last person. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was sitting there thinking Scott still got Williams. No, today. he's gone. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, got, I've got Pookie and I'm not bothered about bench boosting him. Um, I'm not upset about it against two teams that are focusing on European football. Um, you know, if you're a Norwich fan, you well, you just want a, a last hurrah, don't you? Uh, in the in the Premier League before they inevitably win the Championship next year and bounce back up. Um, so, speaking of that, I want to just mention this very, very. Good. And we're going to talk about obviously at the end of, end of season podcast. We're going to look at the Championship and um, and the teams coming back up. Just remind me not to buy Mitrovic 
It's going to be overpriced. I'll tell you now, it'll be way <laughs> overpriced. Because, no, there will, because there'll be so no, much buzz about him. There'll be so much buzz about him. But he could be a Tony Sidewell this season, didn't he? Yeah. Who Pookie started well a few years ago. The time to buy these players is at the beginning, it yeah. seems like. And then Mitch, you get rid of them in your first wild card. Can, can you just have a quick look whilst I'm rambling on for the next two minutes about um, the, the the rest of these guys underneath, and especially Minson, about what Mitrovic's returns are when he's played in the Premier League and what he's done the season before. If you Get on his Wikipedia and tell me what he's done, because honestly, the guy. Uh, Leeds, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home. Um, horrible fixtures for Leeds, but they've got to deliver. So um, they've looked more solid at the back. Luke Ayling's delivered some good points, returns in terms of defenders. Again, I'm not selling them and I'm not buying them if you've got Rafinha, whatever. Um, Spurs, Liverpool away, Arsenal at home. It looks tough on paper, but Hyunmin Son's by far the most informed player in the league so most uh, recently. I mean, in terms of his statistics, if you just have a look at the points that have been scored in the last six game weeks, Hyunmin Son's got 73. The person closest to him is Jesus on 43. He's got 30 points more than anybody else in the last six game weeks. So if you're free hitting, I would still have Son because his form's ridiculous. I think he might even get a goal against Liverpool and Arsenal haven't looked great defensively. So I, I, I like Son. Um, would I sell, sell Kane right now in a midfielder to get Son in and someone else? If I had no other fires in my team and I had 15 double game week players and I was bench boosting or I had 11 double game week players and I, and I had two free transfers, yeah, I would actually. Yeah, I'd sell Kane for Son, but I wouldn't do it for a hit still, even with 30 more points. Just be careful though. We all remember what Kane's record is like in the North London Derby. Yeah, he loves it against Arsenal, doesn't he? Um, but Liverpool, Liverpool games, it just fits so much better. Anyway, there you go. Wolves, don't touch them. Uh, and uh, Newcastle right there at the bottom. So that's uh, that's helped us cover off those. Scott Mitrovic stats, have you imagined? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so 2018-2019, <laughs> he actually returned 11 goals in the Premier League in 37 matches. Okay. It's all right. Huh? Yeah, um, yeah. And then 2019-2020, uh, 26 goals in 41 in the Championship. Wow. And then last year, three goals in 27 games. And then, of course, so far... This year, we're game to go. 43 goals and 43 league appearances. Insane. Yeah, absolutely Break, unbelievable. Breaking every single record, I think. That has. Yeah, just remember not to buy him to start next year because he can't play in the Premier League. He's not good enough. So, um, Ivan Tony. Yeah, I would just, well, I would just say he's, he's getting, he's probably getting promoted with another one of them, Dominic Solanke. <laughs> him, <laughs> Dominic him, Solanke, and Pookie, They can all just sit in that table, can't they? <laughs> Of course they can. Oh, it's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? What's Pookie's numbers this season? He's even on this goal scorer's table. I think he's scored 10, hasn't he? Is my is guess. He, did, he, did he get 10? Yeah, he's got 10. Yeah, is yeah, 10? you're right. He's got 10 goals, yeah. 10 uh, goals good, this season. Good guess. Yeah, he's very good. To be fair, he's got the same as Jared Bowen and everyone was banging on about how good he is. Um, so, uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, what's he got? Three, 10 goals, three assists. Yeah, to be fair, Bowen's got 10 goals, 14 assists. Anyway... But still, yes, championship players coming up to the Premier League. Always exciting and fun. So, um, we've touched on the... Is playing a chip this week a must? That's the the, the final question, and that'll help us get on to um, uh, the drafts that we've put together and we've had conversations about. Um, it It depends what your team is. And I would say if you've got a bench boost left, now is the only time you're ever going to be bothered really using it. Um, I think, you know, unless your team's a complete mess, really, and there's any other real random reason why not. Um, but if you haven't got a bench boost left and you've just got a free hit left, what you've got to do is have a look at your team, create your free hit draft for this week, and then create your, create, create your free hit draft for next week and compare what your team will actually look like versus those two teams. Because what you might find is is that actually your team this week, because there's so many people who who have double game weeks already, it wouldn't be that far off this team anyway. Maybe you might be doing like three or four changes. And those three or four changes might be to try and leave her in a De Bruyne that might not even play or... 
a sterling differential or something along those lines. I just feel like if you were, I feel like it depends on how bad your team is <laughs> right now. Uh, but generally speaking, if your team looks really not very good compared to what a free hit draft would look like for you this week, then I would free hit this week over free hit 37. But if you're only making two or three changes and some of them are for sort of gambles, then I would actually look at the free hit for game week 37 draft and see how many changes you would make. So for example, my free hit draft for game week 37 is 11 different starting players to what it would be. Whereas my free hit draft for game week 36 was four or five players different. So if I had, didn't have a bench boost left, I'd still not... I probably I might take a hit this week or a minus four, but I, I wouldn't free hit this week. And I hope that made sense because I tried to practice how that would sound in my head and I'm not sure it came out exactly right. Um, free hit drafts, Scott. Uh, Tom sent us his, didn't he? So for podcast listeners, if you... Uh, don't mind um, reading out what his free hit draft was that he um, oh. he sent in for, uh, for 36. Yeah, so he had Schmeichel and goal. So we mm. discussed him already with them two favourable fixtures. Mm. And then he had Okonkowa. And, and I think that's the guy that we all want to get in goal. Um, no, he's obviously Arsenal for fourth choice. He's just getting yeah. funds. Uh, Bat line of Trent, Robbo, uh, Gahey, Cash and Tavares. Yeah, so he's playing Trent Robertson and Cash, then I assume. Yeah. And then Coutinho, Mount, Madison, Salah, Son. Probably playing all them, as I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ianacho, Watkins, and Mateta. So yeah. Yeah. Benching Mateta, then, any there. Yeah. Um, the, the only things I would say about that is if I was free hitting, I probably wouldn't. I probably would stay away from the Chelsea. And I, I, I probably would stay away from Robertson. I might, I might go for, for Matic. Um, but the the lack of the lack of Man City in there was surprising. He did send through another one, didn't he, as well, um, which was um, Schmeichel and Steele, but same thing. Um, Trent and Robertson, but he put Cancelo and Laporte in, and then Kelly as a defender, and then he had De Bruyne in midfield with Salah, Saka, Mount Coutinho, and then he had Iheanacho with Greenwood and Biriath on the bench. So that's the one which had the city players in as well as yeah. as different different options. I don't I don't I don't mind don't mind either of those personally. I think I would still have to have to go with City. The, the draft that I, I've I've put together: uh, Schmeichel and Foster, um, Trent, Cancelo, Diaz, and Matip, uh, with Brandon Williams on the bench, Salah, Saka, Son, Madison, and Gordon, and then Jesus up top, and Inketia and Richarlison. Um, I think I'd bench Madison and Nketiah in that team. So I'd start with Charleston and Jesus and Gordon. Um, what I would say is I'd 0.3 in the bank for that. I, I, I probably, I might drop Jesus and then get, for example, like Sterling in and then go for another really cheap striker and then maybe play five in midfield. I don't, I don't know, but because I'm not doing it. <laughs> so that, that kind of makes the, the, the difference as to why. But for me, I would have triple City, I'd have triple Liverpool, I'd, and then I'd kind of play it from there, really. I'd have a Cash Bushmichael, triple City, triple Liverpool, Cash Bushmichael, and then probably Richarlison and Gordon. I think those, those are the, the players that I would have in the team, no matter what draft I did. I think they would be in there every single time. Um, in terms of game week 37... Fixtures. I've got our team up on the screen here, haven't I? So in terms of in terms of game week thirty-seven, look at the fixtures on the screen now for YouTube watchers. I did a team of Pickford and Schmeichel, which keepers, because there's plenty. But this team, by the way, has twelve point nine million in the bank. That's how this team values eighty-eight million quid, eighty-seven point one million pounds. Um, Tarkovsky, Anderson, Joachim Anderson, Emerson Royale, Matty Cash and Connor Cody. So I'd bench Royale and Cody there anyway. So it'd be Cash, Tarkovsky and Anderson. Then it would be Son, the only single game week player that I would play. Coutinho, Anthony Gordon and Zaha. And I'd bench Kulazewski because he's just there. And then Watkins, Richarlison and Mateta. 
And that would be 10 double game week players and Hyung Min Son. And that team is entirely different to my starting 11 that I have at this very moment in time. Um, Cash and Kulazewski I have in my squad currently, but they would just be sat on my bench. But that's why for me, when I did that exercise, game week 37 was the right one to free hit, even if it was 36 or 37. It, it was relatively straightforward. And, and I do think as well that we're going to be looking at 37 free hitters doing some fun different stuff and being completely, I mean, no Liverpool, no City, no Chelsea, uh, one Spurs starter at home to Burnley. Our teams, there's no Arsenal in there. Like, you know, the, our teams in 37 are potentially going to make or break the season after 36. These next two game weeks, and I know I'm sort of might be overplaying it a little bit, but I'm I'm dead excited about them because I actually think that we're going to see some weird and wacky things, but also some quite big swings. You said you um, won't have any Liverpool players in 37? No. In my free hit, I wouldn't. And I know they're away at Southampton. I know it's a good fixture and Southampton are on the beach and I, I get that. But if I'm free hitting in 37 and I'm trying to catch up, I'm just going to take the gamble. Um, especially after they've played in the FA Cup final the week before. That's the midweek before the Sunday game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just wouldn't do it. I think it might be. Do you know what, though? I say I wouldn't do it. I've we'll got to see. We'll this, see because you're doing it. <laughs> there's 12. There's, I know how much you're doing it. It's 12.9 million in the bank for that. Could I upgrade Anthony Gordon to Mo Salah? Yes, I can. Maybe I won't have the bottle, but still, it'll, nine different different players. Well, 10 different players with a nine double game week. Still, that's what I'm going to do it. And that's the real reason why. That'll be one, say, one of the same players. Uh, so, yeah, if, if, you, if you guys work through that, then that's great. Um, uh, any, any thoughts on that at all, Scott? Because again, I've, I've waffled quite no, a lot. I, I think it's pretty obvious. You've got a, if you've got one, one free hit left, you uh, end up with a bench boost. Do it 37, definitely. Yeah. Um, quick, look at, quick look at form just before of, of players before we, we go, um, go to the, the captains and the fixtures to, to finish off. Um, sometimes, sometimes we get, again, like I said this about three or four weeks ago, sometimes we get blinded by what's going on. And when we get to this stage of the season, we, we have to keep remembering, keep remembering that the, the form changes for different people all of the time, right? And I, there was a, a graphic that I took of, um, of Cristiano Ronaldo, for an example. And everyone's, well, I, I know a lot of in our FPL community, like hardly anyone's had him. But since game week 29, he's gone 17 points. These, this is matches he's played in. 17, 1, 17, 7, 9, and 6. But in our heads, we've all gone, United are rubbish. Forget about them. Let's not bother. He's, he's outscored Harry Kane. And, and everyone's been banging on about you've got to have like Kane as your striker. We've just got to make sure we remain open-minded. Saka's been delivering. Ward-Prowse has done his thing, hasn't he? You know what Ward-Prowse does? He always goes through a little phase where he gets quite a few points because he delivers loads of set pieces and does really well. Trossard's been interesting. I've just looked at Trossard. I'm pretty good at Brighton. I've not got any doubles coming up because he's big figures last five weeks. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, he's, it's nuts how he does it. And, and the thing is, again, he's not played very well this season, I don't think, personally. I like Trossard. I really like Trossard, actually. I like watching him play normally. I've had him in draft a few times. And, um, but yeah, he's, he's been delivering. He's got the same amount of points as Harry Kane in the last six game weeks. Um, and with playing a game less, that is as well, than Kane, um, 100 less minutes. De Bruyne obviously has been delivering, but Richarlison, 35 points. He is up there. He is delivering returns and hopefully he doesn't get suspended for throwing a flare at some, some people. And, uh, and Bruno uh, Gumares, Gumares, uh with 35 points. Um, Salah there, 34. He's not been too bad. Brian Buemo, 34 points. He's got the same amount of points as Mo Salah. And Alonso. No one's talking about Ambuemo though, and obviously we're not because we're not going to bring him in. But like, but again, the, this is the sort of guy. Like, he's got a point more. Can that than be Bobby. the title of this pod? No one's talking about Ambuemo. I think. Do you know what? Yeah, I'll make it the title of this pod. <laughs> but, but, the, but what I'm, well, the point I'm making is is that 
people forget, like people like, mounts and must have. So the same amount of points as Josh Brownhill in the last six game weeks. It just Jack Harrison, you know, these guys, we, we need to make sure we remain open-minded to players in form, which is why when you're looking at a free hit team in particular, you need to focus on the form because this is short, short-term bursts of these sort of players. Like someone like Son, I know his fixtures aren't amazing, but his form is insane, right? Like if you're free hitting, you've got to have him because you've got 30 more points than anybody else in the last six game weeks. 30 more points. He's smashing them to pieces. Um, and I know they play Liverpool. I don't care. I don't care. He's on form. Go with it. Jesus, Saka. Saka's on form. That's why he's in my drafting. Anyway, I've made my point. Um, Scotty, let's talk about captains to round off the pod. Um, try to get it done in just under an hour. Uh, that is uh, the feedback of the of the, the guys who like it the most, if it's that sort of time. Um Interesting one, isn't it? In terms of a double game week, are you looking much further than the most Salah, or are you, are you trying to think some something a bit something a bit different? With double game weekers. I mean, you're getting winked at a little bit by Leicester, aren't you? just with those fixtures. Um, but again, an, an Everton team. I know they're poor away, but you've got the hangover of tonight, so probably not. Um, do you know what? I'd be tempted by uh, um, Cancelo. Is someone that would tempt me. I honestly, I think I'm going to go cancel this week, sod it. Um, just hellfire because Liverpool, yeah, Spurs at home and Villa away is tasty, but Salah's droppable. Well, not droppable, rotatable. Um, so, yeah, for me, I don't think Cancelo, I mean, Cancelo's not going to get rested now they've been in the league. He's, you know, doesn't ever rest, does he, Cancelo? No. Likes his, uh, likes his BPS, doesn't he, as well? And yeah, 1990. He only got rested against Norwich, but three bonus points in a clean sheet, three bonus points in a clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet. Yeah. So yeah. For, for me, yeah. Yeah, him or, yeah, Mo, Mo obviously, but be, be different, be fun, be unique, be Cancelo. I like that. Um, be fun, be Cancelo. Uh, I think we'll see a few Richarlisons, you know, this week. Yeah. I think we'll see a few a few of them. I'd stay away from Chelsea personally. Yeah, Man City, in terms of attacking assets, just difficult, isn't it, in terms of rotation? Mm-hmm. And who's going to play if you're going to invest? If you are going to go with captaincy, I mean, I do really like the, the, the Sterling Gamble on a free hit, um, but I wouldn't be transferring him for the rest of the season. And... So I'm not bringing him in, but if you're free hitting, I'd like him as a differential. But other than the defenders, you just don't know who's going to play, do you? Um, again, you don't like any of the Arsenal assets. I think if for me personally, Spurs and Villa, I'm going to go Salah. Um, but yeah, if, if not, then I think the, the difference, the differential captains, they, they, they do exist around here, and um, but it's not not massive. I will game week thirty seven is interesting. I'm just going to quickly touch on that in terms of captaincy, and we'll have, we'll have a chance for a pod before then anyway. Um, but double game week wise is going to be interesting, isn't it, captains? Because you've got Villa, Palace, Everton, um, Burnley, and Leicester double game weeks. And then a few of these guys obviously have got good single game weeks. You know, for example, Burnley at home for Spurs. That's going to be a fun one for captaincy because people never like to captain a single game week player when there's a double game week going on. Yeah, so I, I did it that one week with Kane. It was tough. It was the right yeah. decision, but it was very nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. So I look at this now and I go, well, you know, Villa, you've got the you've got Palace and Burnley. There's definitely some potential there, but I think we'll see a lot of Richarlison captains depending yeah. on who does in this game week. When it comes down to uh, 37, he's probably top of the list at this very moment in time. But 36, it's a big game week. Like we've said, Saturday, the 7th of May, the uh, the, the deadline is at 1.30 this Saturday. So you've got more time because uh, all of the kickoffs are three o'clock. There's no, no early kickoff in the Premier League um, this week. Uh, so it starts off with Brentford against Southampton. And there's a few good televised games. Um, and the final match of it is Spurs against Arsenal on Thursday, the 12th of May, which is probably when we'll be recording the pod just before that, I'd have thought. So we probably won't have the full picture. We won't have the full second game, I'd have thought, before we go into game week 37, but we'll have the rest of them done. Um, but yeah, so it's a drawn-out game week, this one. It can be very, very swingy. So, but exciting. 
Very exciting. And the thing is as well, we might even hold the pod a little bit longer because the deadline for on uh, Game Week 37 is going to catch a few people, just not off guard, but it's Sunday. The next two deadlines after this one are both Sundays. So uh, Sunday at 10.30, horrible deadline time, for the early Spurs-Burnley kickoff. That's going to be nil-nil. And then um, the last one is Sunday uh, at 2.30 because all the games are at four o'clock in Game Week 38 on a Sunday. So... Yeah, very exciting times. Scott, thank you for joining me. No worries, it was a pleasure. Good luck to everyone who is still in the cup and good luck to everyone this week who is using a chip. Good luck to everyone this week in general. Let's hope we get loads of over 100. Let's get loads of people in the 100 club this week. Be really disappointed not to get into that. Soundbite that, probably won't now. But yes, I'd be really disappointed to not get in the 100 club. So good luck, everybody. Thank you very much for joining in. Don't forget to like the video, please. Subscribe to the channel. Also, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All in football pod, all in football P. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye for now.